Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we are talking to someone who's a little more than, you know, a couple miles away. I love technology. You know, it allows us to connect with people virtually and literally around the world, which is part of what we're going to be talking about, you know, how to expand your networks, how to be reaching out to people everywhere, how to learn from business owners everywhere. And so please join me in welcoming Miha Levesky to our program today. Welcome, Miha. Well, hello, Deb. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm really uh, thankful and grateful that you decided to invite me as your guest. Well, you know, this is going to be so much fun. And we, of course, have a mutual friend in Brian Basilico. And, you know, anybody that, that Brian says is a good guy, we know is, is a wonderful guy. And more importantly, you've got such great information to share. And, and it's funny because there have been more than once, Brian has said, why haven't you not talked to Miha? Why have you not interviewed him? So see, you know, got to interview you. So let I me got to reach out to him and, and say know. thank you. Yes. So let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we'll just really jump into this. So one business coach that I'm just all messed up on this. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm so excited to be talking to you. So Miha Matlevesky used a monumental personal failure and eventual redemption to build his business to where he is today, to help get others where they need to go, to find their personal success and fulfillment. At just 18 years of age, Miha, a Slovenian high school dropout, dreamed of becoming a successful entrepreneur. He pursued it with a passion, putting in 12 years of hard work that resulted in four successful businesses and a personal net worth of uh, just $15 million. But in December of 2009, an unexpected call from his bank, which had decided to foreclose on his real estate investments, brought his world crashing down around him. That one negative event instigated an avalanche of ruin for him and his businesses, resulting in his four once successful companies going bankrupt. And so Miha turned that into a very successful business that he is doing now. And what I love about this is that not only have you learned from your failures, you have embraced your failures, but more importantly, you show all of us how it's important that we do that also and to plan for those. So again, Miha, welcome to our program. Well, again, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And I really do hope that we can get as much value across to your audience uh, because it's a really, really important topic, the topic of Mm -hmm. failure. I mean, we all know that fear of failure Mm -hmm. is you know, the number one dream killer. Mm-hmm. That's right. what everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it goes even deeper. Mm-hmm. And failure is the number one reason amongst entrepreneurs for suicide as well. Oh, and, no. and that's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's why this topic is even so right. much more important mm-hmm. to talk about it, uh, to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when we are dealing as entrepreneurs with mm-hmm. failure, often we hold that inside of us. We don't speak about it, not even to our loved ones, not to our friends, Mm -hmm. um, nobody. And we just go over and over Mm -hmm. and over and we start spinning in circles. Mm -hmm. And so that negativity, the emotions and and the negative self-talk just becomes bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger and bigger. Uh, where at one point there might be complete darkness within us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what happened with me as well. And uh, if you are not lucky enough to find the aha moment mm-hmm. uh, like I was, um, yeah, it can lead uh, all the way to, to suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I know firsthand mm-hmm. 
why why anybody would consider doing that because at one point maybe you don't see you know any future any right. uh, you you are lost on all mm -hmm. the dreams and the goals and mm -hmm. you, you start feeling like okay so this is it this is my mm -hmm. life this is what it's going to be from mm -hmm. now all the way to the end and right. you know you say like what's the point then mm -hmm. um and uh, yeah right. um i think that's why it's so important to talk mm -hmm. about this because failure is still a very very huge taboo mm -hmm. um in the world right um i often travel um and and speak about the topic of failure and you know when you travel throughout europe they say well you know here in europe it's a huge taboo but you know the americans for them they are so open about it but then you go to the united states right. and no, we're you not. see yeah. that mm -hmm. yeah maybe maybe you know if you go to google yeah they have that fail uh department or something mm -hmm. where they where they promote failure and so on but mm -hmm. uh for the majority of people it's still a huge taboo and they might say well the europeans they have it easier for them that's easier and then you mm -hmm. go to asia and, mm -hmm. and you know the same thing happens right. and mm -hmm. um you just see that it's it's such a huge taboo still mm -hmm. and uh the why i'm even doing what i'm doing so sharing my stories because mm -hmm. i've learned that people won't just open up mm -hmm. if i don't open up first right. right if i don't tell the whole story mm -hmm. the way it was with with all the negativity as well mm -hmm. not just the beautiful and the successful parts mm -hmm. Uh, people will not open up mm -hmm. and the healing starts when you open up mm -hmm. when when you start letting that thing the story the failure that's in you outside and mm -hmm. and, and so that's my whole idea is to talk about failure as much as possible mm -hmm. uh share my story so that others can then open mm -hmm. up and share their stories and hopefully one day if we get gather enough momentum on this topic uh we'll break the taboo right yeah and we all hear oh you should learn from your mistakes learn from your failures which of course is true but you know as you said it's really not something we talk about and i think especially for entrepreneurs and small business owners whose business is them you know, it's, it's a very integral part of them. It's not like, you know, when you're working for somewhere and, and, you know, and something goes wrong there. Sure, you don't want that to happen, but it's, it's somebody else's problem is maybe the, the easiest way to put it. And even if you lose your job, you know, if you, you, if you are fired, your identity in many cases was still not tied up into that business. Um, you know, look at how many entrepreneurs and small business owners, their website, is their name you know i'm i'm an example of that you know and and so my business is me and so you know if something goes wrong whether it's something little or something very catastrophic we take it so much to heart and as you said then we internalize it because we don't you know we we always want to come across as being professional being knowledgeable all of those various things and to admit that we screwed up is you know is is just horrible and awful and so then of course what often happens is you've got a little mistake that then because you don't fix it you don't turn to someone for help becomes bigger becomes bigger becomes bigger um you know and and then then it might not be something that that you can recover from and of course then our ego is is very much and and i'll be honest i think especially in in the united states i mean ego is huge you know who and and so we don't you know we we can't admit that oh my gosh something has gone wrong um you know and and so but take us back here you, know, you said that that you share your story tell us more about what happened to you um so i'm i'm gonna try and do the shorter version but then you know feel free to okay. either stop me or when mm -hmm. i'm done just let's go into whatever okay. you okay. feel would be the best part for okay. your listeners perfect um so as you already mentioned in the beginning i dropped out of high school mm -hmm. and then i started my entrepreneurial journey mm -hmm. um, a lot was happening here but uh, I'll, I'll fast forward that part uh, the most important thing from that journey was that yes, I my companies were very successful, mm -hmm. uh, especially for a twenty-year-old, you know, or twenty-something. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing was that at that time, I thought how amazing and great I am 
And I wasn't taking into an account that the whole economy at that time, before the financial crisis in 2008 and mm-hmm. nine. Uh, everything was booming, you know, so I was just riding the wave. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, I had no clue how to really lay down solid foundations Mm -hmm. for a business to uh, not just strive when when the wave goes up, but also, you know, if uh, some things happen. Mm -hmm. And I often use the story of the three little pigs uh, to to explain this. So Mm -hmm. my, my companies were like that first Mm-hmm. Uh, house made out of straw without mm-hmm. solid foundation. Mm-hmm. And so when the first wind with the crisis came, of course, it all blew uh, mm-hmm. up. And for me, it was like a really domino effect mm-hmm. because one of my companies was in a huge real estate project. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the bank banked down because uh, the prices on real estate <coughs> dropped so significantly. Mm-hmm. And so my project would suddenly end up in, in, in minus anyway. Mm-hmm. And they just said, we will, we go right. out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right. they're, they're uh, a business out. also. So, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. better now than later mm-hmm. uh, with even more depth. Mm-hmm. And because they did that and all my other businesses and me personally, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were all co-signing the agreement mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. loan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was like a, a one day thing. Mm-hmm. So, I got a call on Monday, December 7, 2009, mm-hmm. and then on Tuesday, everything was gone. Ooh. And I even ended up not just losing my 15 million mm-hmm. network, mm-hmm. I ended up being 5 million in personal debt. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Without any option to do personal bankruptcy, mm-hmm. because here in Europe, if you at, at least at that time, if you were a business owner whose company went into bankruptcy mm-hmm. and you weren't able to pay your employees and taxes, uh, that was uh, a limiting factor mm-hmm. for you to be able to do personal bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So at first, I didn't really, you know, grasp what happened mm-hmm. to me. And I was like, right. yeah, well, I it would have been so sudden problem. that you had no time to process yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I was in that, you know, I'm going to solve this mode. And and as the days went by, as the weeks went by, you know, like that salvation was no, nowhere close. Mm-hmm. And the reality started kicking in. And mm-hmm. then phone calls from, you know, uh, p- past employees, suppliers, and so mm-hmm. on, they turned from, you know, hey, we're just checking up, mm-hmm. like, uh, when can we expect the payment mm-hmm. to, we're going to sue you to then right. later mm-hmm. on. To, to, to name like, calling and eek. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and what they will do to me and and mm-hmm. and so on. So at the end, it was almost like having calls from a mafia boss. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it really came down to that. Mm-hmm. And of course, you wake up every morning, and and the phone call start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was permanently in state of depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. right. and you know that darkness starts mm-hmm. coming in. Um, you start thinking, okay, maybe I used all the good part of my life and, and mm-hmm. you know, like uh, my, my good days are over. Mm-hmm. Now it's this from, from here to, to forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mentioned before, um, suddenly, you know, you start asking yourself, what's the point of living? You know, mm-hmm. if this is going to be uh, what, what will right. be for the rest of the life. Mm-hmm. And so the ideas of suicide start coming in mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they're, closer and closer to your heart because all I wanted at that time was just some peace and quiet. My mind was like a nuclear reactor Mm 24-7. When I was at home, it was unbearable to be by myself. When when on the rare occasions I did go out for a coffee, it was unbearable to be amongst people, Mm -hmm. them laughing and having fun and, and 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 you, uh, in many ways, I thought were thinking they were laughing at you, and you know, even if you know you you had no. no idea who they were, it still was just you know, and 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 thinking, why are they having fun? Don't they know the world is coming to an end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and and then you know the the chance of meeting somebody you owe money to. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. and, and you know strange situations that mm-hmm. could happen in, in in the supermarket and so on. So all of that combined you know, was just guiding me towards the suicide more Mm -hmm. and more and more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, and then in the middle of 2010, um, I just one evening, it was around 11 PM. I just started climbing over, over the fence on the balcony. Mm -hmm. And I was just holding myself with one hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was already like 45 degrees over. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it was at that time when I, for the, like, okay, so I need to back up a little bit. So I had the most perfect childhood. I'm not going to go into details, but my childhood was really beautiful. I never had to do much. Uh, everything was taken care mm-hmm. of. And also everybody from in my family was constantly telling me how amazing I am, how great I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like that. that You're going to do Jesus. such wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, uh, from, so all my life, I was when something good happened to me, it was only natural that right. that's me well, that's because I'm so great. Be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whenever something bad happened to mm-hmm. me, I was always able to find something or mm-hmm. somebody right. outside of me mm-hmm. to blame for whatever happened mm-hmm. to me. And, and the same went with this failure and, and mm-hmm. all of it. And, and that, so on that balcony, I, I said it out loud. I said it, you really messed it up. You really, mm. you, you really made so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I used some more... Uh, right, a little uh, colorful language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, some more colorful language, uh, which I don't want to repeat here on the podcast. Uh, but, but yeah, in, and it was hearing myself say the word you so many times mm-hmm. that really was the aha moment. Mm. Because um, I had... Like, you know, in movies, when somebody's about to die, they, they have this movie going back. Right, their, their life flashes before them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was just flashes of my mm-hmm. stupid decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you signed that contract. You decided mm-hmm. to go into that project. You employ this person. You partnered with this person and so on. And as much as it was hard to, you know, admit that, I did something wrong because mm-hmm. how can I find that amazing person? Mm-hmm. But it was also a liberating in a way because my mind went, so if I learn something, if I change, if I change my habits, if mm-hmm. um, I, I change how I uh, pick people and, and, and so on, and I can do, I can change, I can, I can mm-hmm. do something with it. And then the next thought was, if with all those mistakes, I was able to come to 15 million, mm-hmm. and if I change things now and do things right. differently, mm-hmm. I can do even bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like, like that moment where suddenly I saw a little bit of light on, on the other side of a mm-hmm. very long tunnel. Mm-hmm. I knew that there's a lot that I will have to do before I can reach that light, but I saw the light, mm-hmm. and it was enough to climb back mm-hmm. because I never was a quitter. Mm-hmm. As long as I would see some ray of mm-hmm. light, I would never quit. But, you know, before that moment, I really came to the point where I, I didn't saw any light anymore. Mm-hmm. So the life became pointless and meaningless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when I started seeing the light, that was enough. Mm-hmm. And I climbed back in um, and... I started writing everything that I need to learn and do and change and, and all of that. And then a long journey started, a le- journey of uh, personal development. Because, you know, um, any foundation starts in a company, starts with you, the entrepreneur. You right. are the first pillar mm-hmm. of that foundation. So first I had to do so much on me, on who I am, mm-hmm. reinvent myself, refine myself. Uh, figure out, you know, like, who am I? What do I stand for? What are my values? What mm-hmm. are my beliefs? All of that. Um, uh, soft skills, hard skills. Uh, and then the business development part, which mm-hmm. was also, you know, like, um, what are the foundations? How do we create processes and KPIs and benchmarking and mm-hmm. brand story and HR structure and this and that? Like, everything that I was missing in, in those companies mm-hmm. that were successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point and so with all that new knowledge and, and experience and especially the experience from the failures in 2014 I started a new startup and I was able to really implement all of that and I was able to scale that startup from zero to multiple eight figures in monthly revenue mm-hmm. in less than a year mm-hmm. in nine and a half months and then next year to nine figures multiple nine figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had an exit, um, and I was able to repay all my past debts. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went on a long vacation mm-hmm. and suddenly I was faced with freedom of time mm-hmm. and freedom of money. 
Right. And it's only, I believe, when you have those, both of those, mm -hmm. you have the ultimate freedom, the freedom of right. choice. Mm -hmm. And that's where I believe your purpose finds you. Mm -hmm. Not, it's not, I, I don't believe that you find your purpose, mm -hmm. but the purpose finds you mm -hmm. when you are free from everything. Mm -hmm. And then you naturally go towards what is your passion, your mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. And for me, I realized that I'm an entrepreneur mm -hmm. in and out, you know, like that's mm -hmm. in my blood, that's in mm -hmm. my bones. And I just went to the first startup incubator and I said, can I please volunteer? Can I please mentor, help mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. startups? And uh, through doing that, I found the biggest enjoyment I ever, I ever saw uh, helping others. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's a thousand times better than when you just do something for yourself mm -hmm. is when you do something for others right. and especially when you can do it without any expectation mm -hmm. i think that's that's the biggest key mm -hmm. is is to really do it because you just want to do it and mm -hmm. and there's no quid pro quo be, be, mm -hmm. behind it right um and so um yeah slowly companies started calling me other mm -hmm. incubators conferences and so on and uh, um a few year not not a few years but a few months later um, because also a lot of investors were calling me because of that success with that startup. Mm -hmm. Like, Nika, just whatever you're going to do, like count us in, we're here, we're going to back you up. Mm -hmm. And I, I was having a beer with a friend, <clears throat> well, a few beers, and I was like, damn, like everybody's now waiting for mm -hmm. me, expecting, you know, like what will be my next mm -hmm. move. But right. I don't know what I want to do. I mean, I love doing this, what I'm doing now. And, and, and the friend said, well, maybe that's what you should do. Right. You know, Why like, do you have to do something for, else? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just forget about others and, and just do this because mm -hmm. you're great at it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you really help people. And, uh, you know, like it, it's your passion as well. Mm -hmm. You love the, the whole teaching and coaching mm -hmm. and mentoring. Just do it. Mm -hmm. And then a few beers later, you know, you have to name your, your venture right. mm -hmm. or you, mm -hmm. you, know, you need a brand name. And sometimes and again, you need those beers to help that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Brian need, uh, needs uh, uh, bacon. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, it was more uh, uh, a little beer. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the thing was, I didn't know, you know, like, what do I name this now? Mm -hmm. Is it like, I don't know, success coach or, mm -hmm. you know, what, what something. And then again, this friend, he said, well, Everything that you always talk about is, A, how important it is to have healthy relationship, emotional relationship mm -hmm. with failure, because mm -hmm. you will fail so much more on the road to success. Mm -hmm. um, how important it is to test, test, test. And when mm -hmm. you test, you fail and, and you need to bounce back quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can fail fast and fail forward. Mm -hmm. uh, you constantly, every story that you start, Mika, starts with, I did this, it failed, and this is what I've learned, right. and, and this then. is what I did mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so on. He said, you're a fail coach. And I don't know whether it was because of the beer or, mm -hmm. or what, but I loved the idea. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the more I'm now sharing the whole story with, with you know, interviews and so mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. the more I feel connected to right. that really, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's not what I do. It's who I am. Mm -hmm. I am the fail coach. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's the that's the shorter version of the story, mm -hmm. right? You know, and and it's not that we're planning to fail, you know, because you really don't want to. But we know that failure happens, so we need to plan to get through it. Well, um, you know, and and you know, and 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 again, you know, it's in many cases it really is just recognizing, oh my gosh, this could happen. You know, what if? the bank calls in my loans? What if my best salesperson leaves and takes all of my clients? Um, you know, all of these various things. And so, you know, it's, it's the what ifs that we need to plan for. And of course, you know, but we're, we're little ostriches. We bury our head in the sand. Those, those aren't going to, to happen, you know, <clears throat> but they do, you know, sometimes through absolutely no fault of our own, you know, the, the economy changes, you know, technology changes. I mean, all sorts of things. And so if we haven't done the what if game, you know, then, then we are going to, 
to have problems. And of course, as part of that, it's what if this good thing happens, you know, because some of the times we fail because there's too much, you know, what if we have too many clients? What if, you know, um, you know, all of those various things, I, you know, one of the things that I've talked with guests about in the past is what they call the, the fear of success, you know, and, and what if we become too successful and we have to turn people away, you know, and, and, and if we don't handle that well, that could be a failure. I mean, you know, if you turn people away and they spread the word, oh my gosh, don't go to them. There are, you know, all of these various things. And so it's, it's not planning for a failure or for success. It's planning for the future. Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, let's, let's talk about the thing that really is the basis of this. And you, you mentioned it several times, but it is having that good foundation. So, you know, what, why is that so important? Um, well, if I just go a little bit back to what okay. you just said. Um, so the first thing is, um, it, it's not so much about planning for failure or planning for success. Mm-hmm. We just have to do some logical business development. Right. Mm-hmm. So emotional intelligence is a soft skill that's very important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you need to understand when it's time to use logic and when it's time to use emotions. There's mm-hmm. you know times for one and, and, and for both. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things is when, when you're planning, when you're doing your business development or you're even doing your business plan if you're a startup or something like that, you just have to look at things logically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chances are that good things will happen and bad things will happen mm-hmm. and you need to be prepared. And then another thing, another good mindset to have, and this is also tied into what are the foundations. So one foundation is, is emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Another one is mindfulness, being able mm-hmm. to step away from the current moment right. and not react on autopilot, mm-hmm. but being the driver's seat. That's what mindfulness creates mm-hmm. for you. And then um, an- another thing would be to, um, um, when, when, when we are thinking about failure, is to, to really do the homework, to do some basic business development and look at things from many different points of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I kind of brainwashed myself to the point where now I'm actually worried if I don't fail for a few days mm-hmm. because right. it's very important to understand mm-hmm. what failure really is. Mm-hmm. Failure is you trying something probably for the first or the second or mm-hmm. the third time. And the likelihood of you not succeeding is, of course, far greater mm-hmm. than the likelihood of you just finding everything on the first mm-hmm. go. And, and so if you want to create something big, now it depends now how big are your goals. If your goal is just to go to six figures, then you, know, uh, you don't have to push yourself so much out of mm-hmm. your comfort zone. But if you want to be the next unicorn, the next Facebook, or mm-hmm. you know, you want to create a huge impact on mm-hmm. the world, you will have to push yourself mm-hmm. insanely outside of the comfort zone. Right. And that means constantly doing things for mm-hmm. the first time, constantly mm-hmm. doing you know new stuff, and that will bring likelihood of failure mm-hmm. to a much bigger degree. Right. And now for, for me. If I don't fail for a few days at something, I'm worried because in my eyes, that means that I'm slacking off. Right. You you're, know? you're just I, kind I'm of coasting. Myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm there in the, comf- mm-hmm. the comfort zone, nice and comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me now, this is a scary thing is not to fail. Mm-hmm. So because often people ask me, okay, so now you're the fail code. So that means what? You never fail again? No, I, I fail much Mm -hmm. more it's my attitude Mm -hmm. how i view failure um uh, that that has changed Mm -hmm. so dramatically that for me now failure is is 10 times more valuable than any success Mm -hmm. because success although of course it's good but it doesn't bring so much learning so much lessons Mm -hmm. with it so much potential for you to grow Mm -hmm. and we constantly need to grow like you mentioned everything is like the world is spinning at a much faster rate with all this technology globalization Mm -hmm. and in today's world you have to be adaptable Um, we have infobesity out there 
um, um, on the internet, you know, so much information mm -hmm. on anything, like whatever you type in, you get millions of results. Right. Right. You need to be a good editor, a good mm -hmm. filter of those results. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to do your due diligence mm -hmm. as fast as possible and, and so on. So it's, it's different qualities that are needed in today's world than, it, than they were needed 20, 30 mm -hmm. years ago. So being adoptable uh, is, is a huge thing because, mm -hmm. yeah, Mark Zuckerberg can wake up tomorrow morning and say, well, you know what? We're going to change the algorithm on Facebook. And bam, mm -hmm. maybe your whole business model mm -hmm. is dead. Right. And you have to pick yourself up mm -hmm. immediately and, and start figuring out how mm -hmm. you will overcome that. Mm -hmm. uh, whether that's you know going with the new algorithm, mm -hmm. changing your business model, maybe offering different things to your clients, whatever it is, there's always mm -hmm. options. And, and if you... Uh, don't go into the negative emotion and negative self-talk. You'll be able to see those options. But when you go into that negativity, you know, you start asking yourself, why God? Why mm -hmm. me? Yeah, why uh, am I so I... stupid? All of those yeah. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but those are not good and powerful questions mm -hmm. that would lead to any conclusion. Mm -hmm. So so it's those are the things, let's say, on, on a personal level. And there's plenty more of them that make up the foundation mm -hmm. you the entrepreneur and then for your business it's things like having processes mm -hmm. uh, and and you need to have kpis attached to those mm -hmm. processes you need to be able to measure them mm -hmm. and then you need to benchmark that and then you need a bi solution business intelligence solution where you can quickly through a few dashboards see what's happening in your mm -hmm. business so that you can make quick decisions mm -hmm. um, that you can test things right. on a larger scale uh, but then make good logical uh, 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 conclusions based on those testings. Mm -hmm. um, brand story. What's your brand story? Who you are? What mm -hmm. you stand for? Uh, what's your mission? Your vision? Uh, company culture? Uh, HR structure? Mm -hmm. uh, and and so on. I mean, there's plenty of things that go into solid business mm -hmm. foundation. And of course, it's different. If again, if you want to build just a six-figure business, it's it's different foundation than if you want to go to nine figures. Mm -hmm. um, of course, um, and I mean the same as with house. Mm -hmm. If you are okay with just having a vacation, little vacation mm -hmm. house, I mean you won't build a foundation that's good enough for a skyscraper. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, the, and, you don't. You don't need that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, because that would be an overkill. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other hand, if you want to go high into a skyscraper, then, you know, building foundation for a little vacation house will not do. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, as you go up, uh, things will start to... Yeah, it's going to fall over. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, same, the same happens in business. Mm -hmm. So it always... like for, So you, the entrepreneur, you need to know where do you want to be in the next, let's say, two to three years. Mm -hmm. Because if you build foundation today for something where you want to be in 10 mm -hmm. years, that will be an overkill. Right. So you just have to look at two or three years mm -hmm. tops. Mm -hmm. Build the foundation, then build up. Mm -hmm. Once you reach that point, uh, then you need to figure out, am I okay here mm -hmm. at this level? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to go higher? Mm -hmm. If you want to go higher, first thing, go back to the foundation, mm -hmm. make them stronger, right. make them ready for where you want to go mm -hmm. in the next two years again. And then you are you can start building mm -hmm. up. But you can't just build, build, build and never go back. Mm -hmm. Like that's where most of the businesses uh, need my help is, mm -hmm. is to figure because they mm -hmm. just wing it. Mm -hmm. And even with winging it, and especially in a good economy right now, like that is right now, mm -hmm. you can come to six, seven, even right. eight figures. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's doable. But then at one point, you start mm -hmm. to plateau. Right. And things don't really go mm -hmm. the way you want them. And, and then always, we need to go back to basic, mm -hmm. and we need to start with the foundation mm -hmm. first. And right. mainly because of that, um, I decided that I want to devote more of my time helping new entrepreneurs mm -hmm. because my thinking was if I help them uh, building that solid foundation mm -hmm. from the start, they won't need me later. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, yeah, you know, that's and, 
And, and a lot of that is, you know, say, you know, as, as you said, with a, an entrepreneur, setting your business up correctly. You know, it's going to vary from country to country, but, you know, you, you might need business licenses. You need, you know, uh, you know, you need to trademark, you know, you know, whatever it is, you know, it, you can't just go, oh, I'm going to think I'm going to do this today. That's where so many businesses get in trouble is then when yeah. they go to take that next step, you know, so maybe it's that they, you know, they, they were a landscaper. And, you know, they started out just cutting the lawns around people's houses. People wrote them a personal check. You know, and then they got a little bit bigger, a little bit, well, then they needed equipment. And they go to the bank and they say, I need a loan. And the bank says, no, because there's been nothing underneath it to show that there was that business. You know, you, you hadn't set it up as a corporation, uh, you know, however you want to set it up. You know, I, you, you weren't keeping good records, all of those various things. So, so then you're basically starting over. And so why not start it good at the bottom? And, and then, as you said, build up from there. And, you know, and then, then if you need to, you, you go out further, which is typically, you know, if you're going to go up higher, you need to go out further with a bigger footprint. So maybe yeah. that's where you have employees, you know, or consultants or, or whatever. And, but, you know, I think so many, as you said, you know, so many people skip some of these steps and then they wonder why something doesn't work right. Um, well, you know, that, and, and um, or, you know, even worse, they coast, you know, they, they get to that point and they go, oh, this is great. We're making X number of millions or thousands or whatever, you know, dollars a year. And, and we're just going to sit here, you know, and, and look at all the companies that, are declaring bankruptcy. I mean, you know, here in the United States, they just announced that Pier One is probably going to declare bankruptcy. Um, you know, and 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 part of that is because they didn't really grasp that online was was you know what's going to happen. Um, you know, one of the my favorite examples that I talk about frequently, if we're you know when we're on these these topics with my guests, is Kodak. I mean, you know, Kodak was the photography company. You know, all of us of a certain age had our little brownie cameras. I mean, you know, all of those various things. And when somebody at Kodak said, you know, we think things are going digital and, and, and the powers that be at Kodak said, nah, we don't think so. You know, they missed that point where they should have said, oh my gosh, we're going to go digital. You know, they just assumed that everything, you know, and, 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 and it is tricky to, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, a, a, the, the big computer electronics uh, uh, conference is going on here in the United States right now as, as we're recording this. And a lot of that is future thought, you know, and, and, you know, what's coming down the pike. I, I went to that show when you always the coolest thing in the world, especially because I'm a tech person. Um, you know, if we're not looking at what's going to happen in the future to our industry, then we're sunk. Um, you know, it's not going to matter. It, uh, even if we have good foundations, if we're not prepared for what's happening, you know, and, and maybe that's one of the big parts of the foundation is that that ongoing yeah. knowledge and yeah. that, that yeah. research. Permanent um, beta mindset, yeah. mm -hmm. always learning, always mm -hmm. uh, 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 growing. Mm -hmm. um, testing things out mm -hmm. when when uh, when companies tell me we want to be 100% productive i tell them mm -hmm. please no yeah. leave 20% of your resources mm -hmm. uh to testing trying mm -hmm. to right. adoptability mm -hmm. because what works today might not work mm -hmm. tomorrow mm -hmm. and and so much is influenced by the outside world where you really can't mm -hmm. do anything right. like i said mark zuckerberg wakes mm -hmm. up tomorrow changes something, mm -hmm. what can you do about right. it? I mean, oh yeah, I have businesses all the time, small businesses, you know, usually it's a one person type of business that tells me, oh, we're not going to really do much with a website because we've got a Facebook page. What if, like you said, they log in tomorrow and it's going to cost them or, or the page is gone or, you know, all these various things there goes their business, you know, just because they didn't think, you know, maybe I need at least a landing page. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is what I see with the foundation and I was looking at it from the same angle before mm -hmm. my failures. <clears throat> That's the most boring part of being an entrepreneur. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and, and it's not the fun part. We didn't do this to have to worry about a business license or insurance or hiring. You know, we did it because we like doing this thing over here. 
yeah. I mean, most of us entrepreneurs, we are the creative type, the, you know, mm-hmm. inspiring, uh, we want to create something and, and, and so on. And, and this is, this, all the foundational parts sound so corporate you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and we it, want it away it, from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that if you don't have the foundation, mm-hmm. um, any wind mm-hmm. can just uh, mm-hmm. collapse your business mm-hmm. and it will collapse like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, and I think one of the things that, that we need to get over is thinking that failure is a bad word, you know? It's it's it because it's not, um, you know. It really is the the opportunity to learn, um, you know. And 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 it can be something simple, you know. When you were talking about, you know, if you haven't failed within a couple of days, you're thinking, oh my gosh, something's wrong. I mean, it could be something as simple as you know, say I I go buy a new business book, and I say I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it, and I get to the end of the week and I didn't read it. Okay, that's a failure. But what I should do is look at why. You know, was it because it wasn't a priority? Was it because I was doing this? You know, all, was it because I really just didn't need to read it? I mean, you know, and, and then I go from there. And then if I determine, okay, it is something I need to do, then I learn from it. Um, and I think some of it is in reforming that question. You know, I was, I, you know, kind of jokingly said, you know, one of the things that, that we tell ourselves if something goes wrong is, you know, why am I so stupid? Well, what if I rephrase that to, what do I need to learn? Yeah. Same thing. Every time, every time something happens to me, mm-hmm. um, whether that's in business mm-hmm. or anything else, my first question is always, what lesson mm-hmm. is there for right. me to learn from mm-hmm. this thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that's the first mm-hmm. question I ask myself. Like, do I see any lessons because you know sometimes you can see them quite quickly right the bigger sometimes the they failure, hit you upside the face <laughs> you, you need a little bit of time mm-hmm. uh i mean you know now looking back at my past failures i'm so grateful and so mm-hmm. thankful that they happened to me mm-hmm. because i wouldn't be today who right. i am doing what i do mm-hmm. helping uh others and so on mm-hmm. without that happening mm-hmm. but of course at that time it was you know, my, right. my mindset wasn't the right mm-hmm. and it was impossible for me to see the lessons mm-hmm. back then. I only started seeing seeing lessons as I started working on my personal mm-hmm. and business development. Right. And the more I was doing that, the more I was like, oh my God, what was I even thinking mm-hmm. you know, going into that deal and not having a lawyer check my mm-hmm. contract? Like, like right. I mean... How stupid mm-hmm. was I? And yes, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that now I joke about, but uh, when, when I'm dealing with my clients, you know, usually they come to me with, I don't know, certain failures that they've experienced. Mm-hmm. And I haven't yet found a client who would have a failure that I can't resonate with. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I'm like, well, I mean, is it even possible that I right. did everything wrong that you Mm -hmm. can do in business but Mm -hmm. apparently yes apparently Mm -hmm. i was really really stupid i was really thick-headed um and and i really had to experience all the possible Mm -hmm. failures myself but uh, you know looking now if that wouldn't be the case Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing so Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and it doesn't mean we'll repeat them. Hopefully we won't. I mean, you know, hopefully it is that we learn from that. You know, you know, now you need that attorney to look at those contracts. I mean, you know, all those various things, but, but yeah, we, we have to experience those failures to learn and then, and then to move forward. Um, you know, and, and you, you mentioned when you were growing up that, you know, everything was, you know, very wonderful. I'm an only child. And, you know, we'll just say it, my parents doted on me, um, you, know, did, you know, I mean, they, but, you know, and, and, but I did, you know, I was, I was the only one, so I got a lot of attention, you know, all these various things. And, you know, and, and so you're right, it, it, I was saying, well, you know, a lot was expected of me. Um, and, you know, and, and things didn't always come out the, the way that they were supposed to. But it's, you know, again, we learn from those mistakes. To, to go forward. 
but when I look at people now who seem to have everything given to them, I mean, part of it is I'm thinking they're going to fall and they're going to fall hard. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of one of the things that people, you know, in the United States, especially are saying about millennials. Well, they've had everything given to them. You know, what's going to happen when they face adversity? Well, you know, it happens in every generation, you know, and, and all of these various things. But again, we need to learn from those mistakes, from those failures. And, you know, even if it is just dingling, don't do that again. Um, you know, but sometimes we do. I mean, you know, um, you know, it, the sign says wet paint. I reach out, I touch it. I go, oh, look at that. And then I touch it again. I mean, you know, <laughs> is it still wet? Is it still wet? Is it still wet? Okay. Um, you know, and, and, and really sometimes it takes, you know, takes the fourth or fifth time before it's like, okay. This is really not going to work, so let's stop trying it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and uh, I was like that. I, I would keep doing same things, and I was expecting, you know, different results. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I know better. Now right. when I try something and it doesn't produce the results, plus we have, uh, uh, we have ways of how to measure things mm -hmm. and benchmark them and so on before we either give up on something or we say, okay, this is working. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was just like that and I learned the hard way. And uh, I actually uh, do a lot of talking about this whole story to millennials because in, in a certain way, yes, I am double the age of the millennials, but um, I was raised almost like they are today mm -hmm. you know uh right. which was very strange for that time mm -hmm. uh when i was being raised but uh, i can i can really really uh, connect with them because mm -hmm. i know how it is when 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 you know you are the the everything is you know like you're living in the bubble mm -hmm. and then because yeah part of my story was um that uh i started my entrepreneurial journey working in my father's small business mm -hmm. and Everything was perfect. Right. Um, and I didn't have to learn anything mm -hmm. and, and all of that because my father really loved me. Mm -hmm. But then what happened, the first thing that happened to me was when I was 23, my father was diagnosed with cancer mm. and died three weeks later. Oh, wow. And no period for mm -hmm. me to, you know, learn and do anything. Right. And you were dealing to... with him. I mean, you know, the business was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and everybody just expected me because mm -hmm. I was there as an employee. Right. Well, you should know what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I had no idea, but, mm -hmm. you know, I felt, I, felt, I felt, well, this can't be that hard, mm -hmm. and I just went for it, you mm -hmm. know? And, <clears throat> yeah, um, a lot of millennials are experiencing the same thing. Now, maybe, you know, their parents aren't dying, but eventually they go out mm -hmm. into the real world. Um, and it's hard. It, mm -hmm. it was very hard for me. And, um, you know, often people that come to me for coaching are, went through different adversity, you know, maybe they were abused, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, uh, awful things happened mm -hmm. to them. Right. Uh, and, and then, you know, I, I share my childhood with them and they say, well, your childhood was perfect. What right. can you, you know, why, why are you talking in mm -hmm. that way? But that was my adversity. Mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared for the real mm -hmm. world. I wasn't even aware. I mean, I wasn't even like, how do you wake up to an alarm clock? You know, right. how mm -hmm. do you? Yeah, because your dad clock? was fine with you wandering in whenever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so we all face adversity, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's, it's, it's one way or another. And at the end of the day, we have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And we have to do something about it. That it, it won't just go away by itself. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it, it's funny. One of the things that we laugh about here, and, and I don't have kids. And so, you know, I always have to be very careful about this because people are, well, you've never been a parent. You know, the, the whole thing we had here in the States with, you know, we, we don't keep score. We, you get, you know, you don't get first, second, third, or fourth place ribbons. You all get participation ribbons. Same and then, of course, Europe. the next thing that comes along, people say, wait till they get into the real world. And you do have to do, you know, first place work, um, you know, all those various things. And, and, you know, and it's great that we can spoil kids. I mean, uh, you know, not saying that we shouldn't do that, but, but yeah, we, you know, they do need to know, okay, you know what? There is a first place. And, and what I've always found really funny is, you know, when the parents are saying, 
we're not keeping score in this soccer match. Those kids are keeping score. <laughs> you know, they know my team scored more than your team. Um, you know, and and so you know, it it still is happening. But you know, and 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 the funny thing is, and of course, those kids are thinking, okay, if they're scoring more than me, what do I need to do to score? more than them. And, and so that's, you know, that's, that's a failure. They didn't score enough. What do they need to do to score more? Um, you know, or get that first place ribbon, um, you know, and, and, and there are sometimes when, you know, it's, it's, I, I saw a thing on Facebook yesterday where, you know, it's this picture of these little kids, first, second, third, fourth, you know, they've won something. It's like a track and field thing, you know, and, and the little third place kid is, he is as happy as can be, jumping up and down. And the first place girl is looking at him like, you know, sometimes third place really is something you need to celebrate, um, you know, and, and, but, you know, but then you need to think, okay, what do I need to do to get to first place? Um, you know, and even, and, and so that is, you know, that, that's the thing, you know, it's, and, and I, I'm coming back to failure is not a bad word, um, you know, and, and, you know, we need to think, okay. We're going to take that, we're going to learn from it, and we're going to go on. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, I, mean, I mean, like, like you said, sometimes third place is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, if, if somebody wants to be an entrepreneur and, and just go, I don't know, and make uh, six figures, that's mm -hmm. okay. If that's aligned with who they are and what they want and mm -hmm. how they right. want their life to that's be. That's their first yeah. place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's their first place. Mm -hmm. So we don't all have to, you know, go and, and create a mm -hmm. unicorn and, and, you know, the next mm -hmm. Facebook and so on. Uh, but the, the problem is if you want something, but then you don't go for it. Mm -hmm. right. right. So as long as you are aligned, as long as you're doing mm -hmm. things that are aligned with what you want and how you want it, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's great. Right. Um, unfortunately i see with most people is that they want more and then they're not satisfied mm -hmm. with what they have so an important thing is also to stay humble and to mm -hmm. be grateful for right. the things that we already have and not just constantly think about what mm -hmm. we still need to achieve but then of course go for it if that's something that you're truly passionate about mm -hmm. right you know and it's it's tricky because we shouldn't really compare ourselves to others. I mean, you know, it's not, it, well, it's, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Well, they have a new car, so I have to get a new car. Well, you know what? Maybe the car I have is just fine, but a goal three years down the road will be for me to get a new car. Um, you know, same thing with business, you know, it's, and, and so it's, it's tricky because we need to know what the other businesses are doing, but we need to be very careful that we're not comparing ourselves in a way that is not favorable. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so much fun, Miha. I, I love this. We're having a great time. And you know, and I, I know you don't always talk about how you help others, but I really want you to. So tell us about your program framework for freedom, because I think it's something that is, you know, it's a great program. You know, I've talked about this before with, especially, you know, small business owners where we're the one person, you know, we're in our spare bedroom. We're thinking, oh my gosh, we're so alone. You know, we, nobody else can, can, um, knows what we're going through, all of those various things. And so talk to us about the program that you offer. Well, I mean, it's, it's basically, uh, a group program mm -hmm. that is just copying what I do when I coach people one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all my past knowledge and experience. And so far I worked with over three and a half thousand entrepreneurs already. So I'm yeah. adding that to the table mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really like, a, I, I call it five pillar program. Mm -hmm. So the first pillar is you, the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So we focus a lot on that, mm -hmm. uh, figuring out, you know, what are the missing pieces and then getting that to the right mm -hmm. level so that we start laying down the right foundation. Then we do the homework part, which is the business development, mm -hmm. product market fit, 
uh, content planning and, and, and everything that's needed before you even start your business. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't mean, you know, like uh, registering your business, but what's really needed for you to make a sale at the right. end of the right. day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Can then you the provide that product or service? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the third pillar is we validate everything that we have done so far. Do we have the foundation ready and so on? Um, after we do the validation, uh, it's time for preparation for growth or scaling, whatever mm-hmm. they want. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the last thing that ties everything together is the community, mm-hmm. the support. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one thing that my students absolutely love is the weekly brainstorming sessions mm-hmm. because they can just jump on the brainstorming session. You know, when you're developing something, you constantly hit roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And that's where I bring all my you know, knowledge and experience mm-hmm. to the table because they can quickly point them into other things. Right. They can test them out, see the results, apply, and move. we really move fast through the mm-hmm. whole business development. Mm-hmm. And then some of them uh, are even choosing another option, which uh, is my additional product called, called Miha in Your Pocket. Mm, I uh, love it. Yeah, it's Voxer coaching, so mm-hmm. it's even more intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, whenever you hit a roadblock, Bam, you take your phone out of your pocket mm-hmm. and there's Miha, Miha ready, mm-hmm. ready to help you and, and, and you know, brainstorm with you or, or help you or mm-hmm. whatever it's needed. So, um, yeah, that's what I do in, in the framework for freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, it's, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme or anything like that. Uh, of course, some people go through it faster, some mm-hmm. go slower, but basically it all depends only on how much leverages they have mm-hmm. because leverages are the only way for you to speed up the business development mm-hmm. process. So if you have, you know, the leverage of past experience, mm-hmm. leverage of, you know, the right network, leverage of money, leverage mm-hmm. of time, like all of those leverages and how you really use them with the best being as resourceful mm-hmm. with them as possible mm-hmm. um, is <laughs> where you can either speed up uh, the whole process or it will take longer. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and obviously, you know, through technology, people can be anywhere in the world to, to be able to either have Miha in their pocket or be part of the, 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 the group setting. Um, tell us how people find you and connect with you. Well, the easiest way is just open Google, mm-hmm. type in Fail Coach, and then just choose whichever platform is, is best for you. I mean, we are on LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, I don't know, probably somewhere else as well. My, my I, team is handling these, that. These things so. spread out and you're like, how did I get there? Yeah, I, I have an amazing team that's helping mm-hmm. me with all of that. So I, I sometimes don't even know where mm-hmm. everywhere we are, but all those messages reach me at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one way. Or if they want to meet me as in person as possible, mm-hmm. uh, then every week, I'm trying to give back to the entrepreneurial community. Mm-hmm. So I, I have these free group sessions, mm-hmm. um, not recorded or anything, so that everybody can feel safe uh, to ask whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And the best way to uh, to see when my next uh, Zoom Zoom call will be is to just go to frameworkforfreedom.me uh, because I try to mix it up. You know, I have audience from Australia, audience from Europe, from US, Canada. And so uh, every week I try to figure out how to accommodate a few different time zones mm-hmm. so that uh, people can jump in. Right, right. I love it. You know, and, and you are obviously a wealth of knowledge based on your personal experience. Um, you know, and, and I love the fact that you have taken, you know, big obstacles. Hello, losing $15 million and being $5 million in the hole, that's about as big an obstacle as you can get. Um, and being at that point of, I just can't go on. Um, you know, and, and you have turned it around. I love that. And so it, it, it is inspirational, but it's, it's also, you know, it, it shows that it can be done. I mean, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, love you, Miha, but I'm not going to put you on a pedestal. You're just like all of us. And I think that's the, the key is, um, you know, it, it can happen to anyone, um, you know, and, and so we need to prepare for it. So what final words of wisdom would you have for us? Well, usually I, I, th- I say two things. So 
number one, make sure that you lay down the foundation. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really, really the key. Don't be that uh, first house uh, made of straw. Mm -hmm. uh, make that house of brick and, and solid foundation. Mm -hmm. um, and the second one is establishing healthy emotional relationship with failure mm -hmm. is the key to success. Right. You can't have success without failing a few times in the process. Right. And maybe even more than a few times, you know, and well, that's yeah. the way it's going to happen. So great. Well, Miha, we have to do this again. This was so much fun. And this hour just, you know, went really <laughs> fast. Um, you know, all of a sudden I looked down and it was like, oh no, we're almost done. Um, I always tell my guests, you know, I, I have a timer going because when I get to talking with somebody who is so much fun and so interesting, three hours later, we can still be doing this. Um, so we'd love to have you on again because I think you have such great wisdom to share with, um, with, with our listeners and our viewers. And so love to do that again. Thank you. I mean, it would be my, my pleasure to come uh, another time and, and let's see what else valuable we can, we can share with your audience. Uh, a few years ago, I came across this quote from Albert Einstein that says, don't just be a man of success, but rather be a man of value. And, mm -hmm. and it really burned into my mm -hmm. brain. And so every single day, I try to really give as much value as I can to the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, this is one way of doing it. And I really hope that your audience will find this interview valuable. Uh, and yeah, um, if, if you decide that you want me back again, I will be more than happy to Perfect. do that. Thank you for it. having me. Thank you for inviting me. I know we have to be on point with the time. So, um, well, yeah. see, that's why we have to have you on again, because we have more things to talk about. Well, I'm, I really have been having such an enjoyable time talking with Miha Matlevesky. Um, I am Deb Creer, and until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.